You're listening to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Diabetes Discourse, sponsored by Novo Nordisk, a world leader in diabetes care. Here's your host, Dr. Stephen Edelman, founder and director of Taking Control of Your Diabetes, clinical professor of medicine, Division of Endocrinology and Metabolism, University of California, San Diego, and San Diego Veterans Administration Healthcare System. How do we optimize performance in athletes with type 1 diabetes? Joining us to discuss approaches to exercise in patients living with type 1 diabetes is Director of Research at Team Type 1, a nonprofit organization with a mission to instill hope for people around the world affected by diabetes, and Clinical Assistant Professor of Medicine at the University of California in San Diego, Dr. Juan Pablo Frias. Dr. Frias, welcome to ReachMD. Thanks, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here. Juan, before we jump into the specifics of exercise in Type 1, tell us a little bit more about Team Type 1. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, Steve, Team Type 1 is a non-for-profit organization that was started about four or five years ago, currently comprised of 101 athletes. They compete around the world, and as you mentioned, their mission is to raise awareness about diabetes and instill hope in patients with diabetes. Um, Currently, the team is comprised of a pro cycling team, which is racing all over the world, as well as a women's professional cycling team, a triathlon team, and a running team as well, and also a team of, of cyclists that have type 2 diabetes. So there, there are actually seven athletic teams within the organization. Wow, I didn't, I didn't actually know it was that big. Yeah. You and I are, are good friends with Phil Sutherland uh, and Joe Eldridge, the founders of Team Type 1. What a great organization to just give people hope that they can do anything they want. Absolutely. Um, now, you know, there are other folks like Phil. I mean, I want to mention Will Cross, who's, who's climbed every continent in the world, including Mount Everest after three attempts, and Charlie Kimball, professional race car driver. So right. I, th- I think it's important that if we can learn how to control diabetes during uh, extreme sports and, and exercise, then we can live a normal life. What are some of the most important things that we need to understand as caregivers about athletes with type 1 diabetes or our patients with type 1 who like to exercise a lot? Well, I think, you know, probably the, the most important is that it, it is key in order to control glucose during exercise to make sure that they are in good control prior to, to initiating exercise. Very difficult to have good control during exercise when there are a lot of hormonal changes and um, it becomes much more difficult to, to um, regulate glucose if you don't have good control outside of exercise. Um, I think, you know, safety is, is absolutely key and there is an increased risk of hypoglycemia with exercise. So the proper precautions need to be taken with regards to insulin dosing, carbohydrate administration, not only prior to exercise and during exercise, but also after exercise as there could be or there is for a relatively long period of time after exercise an increased risk of hypoglycemia. So let's talk about what are some of the restrictions for people with type 1 diabetes when it comes down to exercise. You know, it has never stopped me right. running to the fridge. Um, <laughs> now, I've witnessed that. But, um, you know, actually for, for patients with type 1 diabetes, particularly if they're in adequate glucose control and they don't have significant complications, there really are no restrictions. And um, I fully agree with the American Diabetes Association. In 2004, they came out with a position statement on exercise and diabetes. And I'm going to quote this because they stated that all levels of exercise, including leisure activities, recreational sports, and competitive professional performance can be performed by people with type 1 diabetes who do not have complications and are in good blood glucose control. 
And as you mentioned, some some athletes, you know, based on on this statement over the last several years, we've seen an ever increasing number of um, of athletes at, at all levels with type one diabetes. Olympic swimmers that have won gold medals, um, rowers, ca- cross country skiers, professional football, basketball, baseball players, car drivers. And um, very recently, actually, and though this is not a sport, we had a, um, a person with type 1 diabetes who actually won the reality show, The Amazing Race. So clearly, with proper care, it, it can be done at all levels and, um, you know, high school level, collegiate level, and even at the highest levels of competition, the Olympics and, and professional sports. Yeah, you know, I, I really appreciate you saying that, one because there's so many of our listeners and uh who treat patients with diabetes, and there really should be no limits. And, you know, you mentioned with no complications and good glucose control. Just real briefly, what what are some of the main complications that would, would maybe limit someone or require more evaluation before they get into sports? Right. I mean, the, the, the main ones would be cardiovascular disease. So in a patient who does, and, and that's the same for someone without diabetes as well. And I'm clearly there's an increased risk of cardiovascular disease in patients who've had um diabetes for a long period of time. So so that would be the most important, as well as some of the microangiopathies, um, in particular retinopathy. And if, if a patient has active proliferative retinopathy, they don't want to be doing activity that's that's anaerobic or that requires a lot of straining and may really raise the blood pressure and potentially lead to an increased risk of a, of a, a vitreal hemorrhage or or progression of the retinopathy. So it's mostly in patients here that were that have advanced diabetes complications or that have other disorders, you know, regardless of their diabetes, that may limit their athletic performance. Yeah, and I think, you know, I would add uh, really bad peripheral neuropathy on that, too, because if they're runners and they don't have appropriate sensation, but there's exercise that we can do for everybody. No, absolutely. And, you know, and along those lines, patients with autonomic neuropathy also could have some 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 issues um, with, with gastroparesis, with cardiovascular disease, and with um, dysregulation of their, their thermoregulation as well. Juan, what what kind of clinical research is out there in terms of performance of endurance athletes with type 1 diabetes? Yeah, well, given the the increased number of athletes, as we just discussed, with type 1 diabetes and advances in care and technology over the recent past and position statements such as that of the American Diabetes Association that we just mentioned, there really is relatively little or almost no research specifically addressing um, optimization of athletic performance in well-trained athletes with type 1 diabetes. There's, there's a reasonable literature in, in patients looking at, at hormonal and glycemic responses to exercise in patients who, who perhaps aren't as fit as some of these elite athletes. But 